Hello, and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children, stop walking on eggshells, and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you wanna know the answer, you're in the right place. Hi everybody, so I wanted to get in here and create a research-backed, science-related series for you guys. Because I I hear parents when we get on the phone um, reference a lot of misinformation. And so part of my role here for you in this group is to educate you on the highly sensitive personality trait. And what I think is really important for you, especially before we get on the phone, um, but for lots of parents who are trying to see what is going to work most effectively or efficiently in parenting their child and eliminating daily meltdowns, is to be very clear why certain approaches don't work compared to others. So one of the things that we're going to talk about today is the reason why your parenting strategy, your approach to parenting your child matters more than whether or not your child can use their coping skills or what coping skills you teach your child. Now, this plays into a very significant level of um, importance for your family because oftentimes what I hear parents say is that when they try to figure out what's going to work, what's going to help eliminate daily meltdowns, is that they're trying to weigh the options between um, seeking local mental health support or working with an expert, um, you know, coach or parent, uh, another parent support, um, working with a psychiatrist who might prescribe medication. You have options, and it's also true that those options are going to lead you down different paths based on the person's specialty and their personal experience and their expertise in getting this result for 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 your family. So, if you are a parent who is experiencing and whose highly sensitive child is experiencing daily meltdowns, then this video is for you because you really need to understand that your parenting approach is much more important than whether or not your child knows a lot of coping skills. And um, at this current moment, in terms of, of setting the foundation for building what needs to happen in order to eliminate daily meltdowns. I'm not saying your kid doesn't need to develop the coping skills, but what I'm talking about here is that there's an order and a strategy and a strategic way of teaching those coping skills that most people are not very clear on. So I want to get into what that means. Um, most parents, you know, when you, when you start to struggle, you start to think about talking to your pediatrician, um, talking to other parents, seeing what's worked for, for them. You might address um, dietary changes. You might address uh, extracurricular changes. You might talk to the school counselor, see if, um, see if, if uh, the workload at school is impacting your child's behavior. And then at some point, you might consider working with a professional in the realm of emotional regulation or emotional management or parenting. So what that means is that you might consider taking your kid to see a, th- a therapist um, or working with a family therapist or working with a psychiatrist for your child or having the pediatrician prescribe medication for your child. And um, as well as consider working with a, a coach, a, a parenting expert and coach in that respect. So 
we think about what's very important for you to be clear on, it's, it's very imperative that you're certain on the research that is supported by, by what's been determined in the research for, for parenting a highly sensitive child. I want to talk about the concept of differential susceptibility today. And I just have a, a few minutes today in, in terms of the science lesson, so bear with me. We will keep it efficient and in and, and as lay, most layman's terms as I can. And it's also true that I know that many of you have analytical minds. You may or may not be highly sensitive yourself. You might be you know, in the medical field yourself or um, in, an educator yourself. And so if that's you, this might very well um, hit home for you in terms of trying to put some puzzle pieces together. Differential susceptibility is the concept that some people are more malleable to their environment. So what does that mean? It means that some people are more impacted by their environment, for better or for worse, than others. So yeah, when we put that two, to two, to two and two together, you can see how your highly sensitive child is more impact more impacted by their environment to you know to stress to um, uh, whether or not they were experiencing disappointment whether or not you had to um, to use some form of, of discipline whether or not you had to remove privileges whether or not they um, had an idea in mind of how the day was going to go and you um, the, the plans changed and therefore they were upset. What we're getting at here is understanding that a highly sensitive person, especially, you know, a coach here in terms of parents of highly sensitive children, your highly sensitive child is more susceptible to differentiations, to differences in their environment. So what that means is the way that you parent is more important to change and to transfer and to transition than to teach your child coping skills as a first line of action, as a foundation in changing and moving out of daily meltdowns for your family. So if your child is experiencing regular meltdowns, regular irritability, regular outbursts to the point where you're experiencing them every day, every other day, and you are trying to teach your child deep breaths, or you're taking them to an individual therapist who's trying to do the same thing, or you're working with a professional who's saying you're doing all the things, um, or you're trying to prescribe medication, you know, work with a professional who's prescribing medication, then what you're doing is you're working from your child's insides and trying to help them handle their outsides, the environment. But what the research demonstrates is that that approach doesn't work. Doesn't work. There's no way to say it, and in plain language, more than that. It's not going to work because your child is more susceptible to the environment than they are to their own internal skills. So you can teach your kid deep breathing and blowing bubbles and looking at the sky and pretending that things are great and practicing gratitude all you want. But if your child does not live in an environment that supports their ability to be highly sensitive in a way that makes them feel calm, cool, collected, then your efforts are futile. This is not something you're going to learn if you're not working with an expert in this field. Therapists are not trained this in grad school. Psychiatrists are trained to work from the brain and the body chemistry out. 
And what we know and what I know in my expertise and working with this and doing this for 10 years and, and seeing families make rapid change quickly, we actually change the body chemistry, the, the, the way that your child's brain functions and how long they hold on to a negative emotion. There are chemicals, chemical reactions going on in the body and in the brain when you're experiencing a negative emotion. Those chemical reactions perpetuate consistently if your child is not enveloped by an environment that supports their change and development. So what that means is when we change the environment, your child's brain changes. Your brain changes because you're learning new things and your child's brain changes. What you're not going to learn from people who don't know what they're doing in, in parenting a highly sensitive child is that your work, changing how you relate to your child, changing how you shift things, building the foundation from that perspective of you as a parent, you're not going to learn that from somebody who's typically trained to work with the person who's having the problems. In the medical field, we call this the identified patient. Um, and, and that's uh, relevant for, you know, whether, even, if, even if you're working with a family therapist, um, there's still an identified person who needs to solve the problem and who has problems that need to be solved. And it's still not calculated in a sense of working from understanding that your, your parenting needs to change drastically before you teach coping skills. So instead, if you're working with family therapists, they might teach the whole family coping skills. They might teach the whole family communication skills. They might teach the whole family um, how to use I statements. You know, when, when this happens, I feel sad and you, um, you know, and I would like for this to happen differently. That's advocacy. Your child is not going to learn how to advocate for themselves clearly if you don't know how to develop a household that supports them in managing their emotions and expressing their emotions clearly and succinctly in a safe and an effective way. That has to start from just you first. And you can't do that when your child's in the room because you can't talk about it. It's shame-inducing and, and shame-based in, um, you know, in a family therapy setting. It's also really, really tough to teach a parent in a therapy room these strategies with their child there. Um, and, and it's also very difficult. It took me six years to figure this out and, and eight years to strategize it. How to do it in a way that actually makes sense so that a parent can systematically do this again and again. So it's not something that we're, we learn in grad school. It's not something we learn in medical school, you know, for, for my colleagues in the medical field. It's not something that, that, um, that most parenting experts are going to teach you either because the accountability and support that's required to change how you parent, you've had yourself for 30 years, 40 years. It's not something that you can just read a book about and fix. You need systematic support. And so with that said, most people going to seek support from a professional whose child is struggling, the focus is going to be on the child. And it, because of what the research demonstrates for parents, for, for highly sensitive children, um, flies in the face of that, it's very important that you work with an expert in this particular personality trait and someone who knows how to prevent developing mental health disorders or how to eliminate mental health disordered behavior or a mental health um, issue in a child so that you don't perpetuate problems that, that somebody else is going to miss and just diagnose the mental health issue or um, just solve the, the current problem or crisis at hand. So it's very important that you're clear on what differential susceptibility means 
I'll be um, speaking more about the research and what this means for your family and, and how it, it, it requires you to change your perspective on what needs to be addressed first in, in supporting your family towards eliminating daily meltdowns. Thanks and have a good day. Thank you for joining me on this episode of How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen, what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So to see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.